Welcome to Pleb Chain Radio, a live show brought to you by Plebs for Plebs, which focuses on the intersection of Nostra and Bitcoin protocols. Join QW and Avi as they run down the weekly news and developments, breaking down the current thing and the future frontier with the foundation of decentralization, the builders, thinkers, doers, and plebs. All right, we are live. Welcome, gentle plebs, to the 23rd episode of Pleb Chain Radio. Today is Friday, the 11th of august it is 6 30 p.m on the east coast we have a great show in store for you today eliza blue human rights advocate joins us to talk about her recent discovery of nostra and of bitcoin in the process as a wise man once said qw a spoonful of purple makes the orange pill go down in a short while we'll have um our good friends from the Nostra Report, Marseille and Condalorian, or Corn for short, talk to us about the happenings in, in, in the week uh, in Bitcoin and Nostra in a segment we call the Lightning Round. But first, QW, some breaking news, some major, major, major news in the world of Nostra. Is Jeff Bezos on Nostra? What do you think? Ah, man, you know... If he is or if he isn't, I'm okay because he's he's, he's throwing out some pretty solid zaps. Um, if you're throwing lightning bolts, I don't care who you are, really. Um, you know, and uh, whether he is, there's a few red flags. Obviously, number one, he's his NIP five uh, verification uh, comes through Zebedee. I can't. I'm trying to picture a billionaire on a child, kind of a you know generation what is it why I, I don't even know what generation it is but it's the same app that has let's say uh um you know bitcoin mining game and things like that but on the social side uh the of the zebedee is a is a noster client so i i'm having a, i'm trying to wrap my head around jeff bezos on zebedee uh number one that's a big red flag Number two, uh, I think he's probably some sort of an AI concoction or somebody that's actually just plugging things into AI and then copy and pasting responses. But I will say that the actual account itself is fun. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it's intelligent, uh, whatever it is. Uh, so, I, you know, I think it's fun. Um, there was a, a fake Jack and, you know, that's you, you can see like the simps going at it with that. You, you saw fake Elon, which was kind of just a little bit fun. Um, but at the same time, you had the fake Bezos, which was actually a pretty well done one. So uh, I'm going to say fake. Uh, but, uh, you know, what do you think, Avi? <laughs> well, it's almost certainly fake, isn't it? It's uh, it, it, I, I doubt that Jeff Bezos has the time to write the long form posts that this account has been posting on a fairly regular basis over the last, um, what has it been, couple of days now? Uh, yeah. I heard an interesting theory that, it, so do you remember Blockstream did this mm -hmm. very clever Zapvertising campaign uh, yes. a month or so ago? Uh, and Zapvertising, for folks who are unfamiliar with it, who might be listening for the first time on the, in the Nest, the live Nest here, or to the recording, is when you zap on Nostra, which is a zap is sending a little bit of Bitcoin via the Lightning Network on 
comments or to someone's profile. But the comment zaps, where you send a little bit of Bitcoin, you can attach a URL or you can attach a, a random piece of text, whatever it is. And some ingenious person, actually, I think he might be in the audience right now, uh, came up he with is. the idea uh, <laughs> came up with the idea of uh, advertising that way, that, and it's a, it's a really cool way of advertising where you disintermediate uh, these central exchanges, ad exchanges that exist today, and and create so much um, waste uh, and cost in the industry. So it's just direct to consumer advertising via Zap, and you attach an image or a, or a website, or a URL, something that signifies your brand. So. Long story there on advertising, but Blockstream did this. Blockstream, the Bitcoin company that does several things in Bitcoin, um, and they were advertising their product or advertising their products, I should say. So there was a theory then, QW, that this could be a Bitcoin company that's using a very clever ploy to advertise. It's possible. I mean, it's got to be something, right? Uh, I, I I reached out to a buddy that works at Zebedee, and he said, "Oh, it's him," and he, he just smiled. I, I I think they could be up to something. I think uh, something like Blockstream could be up to something. It's it's something clever at work, but at the end of the day, I mean, like I said, they're throwing lightning bolts out, so uh, it, it's it's fun. It, it it's just fun for the community. Yeah, it has been fun. But um, but to new. your point, I mean, are they exploring another marketing uh, angle that we haven't thought about? They could be. This this is what makes Nostra fun, right? It's all of these cool new business models uh, based on value for value, direct to consumer, disintermediating these giant centralized silos. Um, and we, we're just exploring and building. And yes. the best model will win eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it's great. I think uh, we'll find more kinds of niche uh, uh, opportunities like zappertizing. Um, you know, maybe it's uh, maybe not Bezos, but something in the form of that. Indeed. So, what else you got, QW? Uh, that's, that's it for, uh, uh, the kind of the, the, the current thing. I'm definitely trying to make this shorter with, a with the, with, uh, with the important topics today. Um, I know you mm -hmm. wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, culture in general, which I'm, I'm actually really interested in. Yeah. There, so there has been a topic, uh, that I've been thinking about, which is, so us as for, you know, folks who are invested, um, at least philosophically or ideologically, even in Nostra and Bitcoin, uh, we spend a lot of time talking about adoption. And oftentimes adoption is talking, to, you know, orange pilling and purple pilling, right? Our, our proxies for adoption. But a, a lot of that involves uh, talking to people about technology, right? If it's about Bitcoin, you talk to them about wallets. You talk to them about lightning channels and, and things of that nature. If it's Nostra, you're talking to them about clients and relays. So it, it tends to... Uh, get a little technical uh, when you are trying to uh, drive adoption that way. Um, and what I what I find interesting, and, and I've been thinking about this, is culture uh, really is upstream of adoption. And what I mean by that is culture is, is, is just a, this sort of amorphous combination of stories we tell, of, of music, of books, of, of uh, video clips, of podcasts, right, that, that promote this ideology. And, and what, what do I mean by Bitcoin ideology? I think 
most of us would agree this is not a sweeping generalization. I, I wouldn't think it'll be that Bitcoin culture is just a, a bunch of folks who want a more peaceful, a happier and more abundant world. And we believe that a sound money uh, and open protocols uh, can get us there, right? Decentralization, sound money and open protocols. Uh, so wouldn't it be nice if there was a coordinated effort that relies or leverages economies of scale uh, that creates this cultural permeation, right? And that way we have the stories out there. We have the books, you have the the music and, and so on and so forth, which then automatically draws people in at that cultural level. And then adoption uh, becomes a fait accompli in that scenario. Wouldn't it be nice if there was an entity that do does that? Now, there are there is a certainly a decentralized effort. We have we see I see Carla and Walker in the audience, right? They do great stuff, uh, posting videos, really funny videos, sat satirical videos that make you think. Um, you know, you have folks who are writing amazing books, like Alan Farrington. He writes, you know, he's written Bitcoin is Venice. Jeff Booth, Knut Svanholm, several others, right? I mean, I'm, I can't name every single one of them. You have books, uh, a little bit of music. But it's it's decent. It's sort of decentralized. It's not coordinated. Uh, doesn't leverage economies of scale. Um, and I do think it would be nice if we could have a slightly more coordinated effort uh, that would make uh, this cultural permeation, um, yeah, you know, manifest that uh, a little more. And maybe watch the space. Kw, you forgot one uh, one author, Avi. Uh, Avi Burra. Avi Burra would be one author that uh, you forgot. I know you don't like to mention yourself, but, uh, you know, congratulations on the book. Uh, I know you just sent it off to be edited and uh, and kind of that final form. Um, congratulations. Uh, you, you just reminded me about that. But uh, when, when you mentioned the authors, but uh, yeah, congratulations, brother. I really uh, I'm really proud of you. Uh, it's one yeah. thing to say I'm going to write a book. It's another thing to send it to editing. So uh, you made it. Uh, all 24 chapters. So kudos to that. <laughs> I appreciate um, that, KW. And thank you for thoroughly embarrassing me on the show. <laughs> bringing that up. Well, I, yeah, yeah. You're kind of like me. It's like kind of, I don't know. You don't really want the attention, uh, or let alone uh, shine the light on yourself. So good for you. Um, with the culture thing, I... Man, we're, we're really moving into an interesting space, especially with Nostra in general, with all these different mini apps that come around, uh, all these different applications of Lightning, all these different application, uh, applications of the community in general, um, really uh, charging this, uh, this, this, this expansion. Um, you know, we see Stempster, you see these, uh, these fun community driven uh, projects where you can where you can jump in together. Um, you know, Bitcoin touches everything. I mean, it really does. When we look at the society in general, um, money touches everything. Um, so if, if there's a level of education within everything, you know, like, let's say the Tuttle Twins with their, their cartoons, uh, you know, there's there's just different applications where culture can really expand. Uh, and subtly, you know, you know, let's, you know, some Someone comes here uh, to Noster and and they don't know Bitcoin, but they 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 see a loving community. They know the eth they don't understand the ethos of Bitcoin, which is very very principled. Um, you know, I think we just need better education. I think we need a, a stronger stronger advocates out there. I suppose, but the creativity we have tons of it. We just need vents. We need faucets for it. 
Uh, and I think Nostra is giving us that. Um, so I, I would like to look more into that. I, I definitely think at a local level, all of us could, could do more. Um, I I'm, you know, I, I know I'm planning with a few plebs and Nostra meet up in the fall. Um, but all these different ways of kind of just creating a sense of community, uh, really will drive everything. And, you know, that, that's going to be 100% the culture, uh, because we, we really do have a culture. It's just a matter of getting it out. Uh, before we were algoed, we were in our little corners of the world and, and we didn't really have a voice short of some, uh, I don't even know. I, I, I just think we're in the powered like never before and, uh, culture's going to be the way and it's absolutely upstream of the, of the adoption. And one other element of culture is Bitcoin conferences and meetups. Uh, there is one, a very special Bitcoin conference coming up in Latvia, in Riga, uh, uh, in early September. I believe it's September 2nd is when it begins. And we are, and I, I will be there, as will uh, Marseille and some of the other folks in the audience I see here. Uh, and we are planning a Nostra meetup uh, over there. So the co conferences in general are great places to plan these meetups in and plebs meeting plebs and having a really good time. Uh, but there is a special Nostra meetup happening in Riga, Latvia, and we have Marseille from the Nostra Report to talk a little bit about that. Marseille? Marseille, can I stop you real quick? Just real quick. Uh, are we going to get to a point where we're going to Nostra events and we have Bitcoin meetups? <laughs> you well, know, kind of flip the script on these. <laughs> Nostra would be that. Yeah, that's true well yeah yeah absolutely i just i'm thinking we're, we 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 plan these events at bitcoin conferences um but it, you might get to the point where it's the other way around too but that's great okay so yeah nostracia so if you can make it to any other conference and you're in asia i invite you to come over to nostracia ah that sounded like i planned it but i did not okay <laughs> Okay, so yeah, we are having a Nostar party at Balticani Badger in Riga. The party will take place on the third day of the conference. Um, yep, September 3rd. Okay, so yeah, the party is going to take place on September 3rd at 8 p.m., but we are doing this completely independent. We had no budget and we are funding it up with SAPS. So it's in a very cool Noster way of funding an event. And right now we reach our, our first milestone, which was drinks for all. So everybody has a drink. Um, I, might, I, I might add before I go on that this is a party being planned by Rockstar. So if any of you know Rockstar, he's the uncle of all Bitcoiners and he's the best creator of parties. And he is organizing this one. I get the chance to participate and I love it. And he set up a geyser fund. We have enough saps and sats to drink, but we need food because it's important not to drink on an empty stomach. To be able to provide pizzas for everyone. Did we lose Marseille, KW? She's still here. 
Yep, I can. Okay. We can hear you. It just got a little okay. choppy for a second so, there. Um, yeah. Sorry. Third world internet. Um, so if anyone is if if anyone was in Miami for the parties that we had, the beach parties and also beach parties we had in Miami at the Bitcoin conference, uh, you might have seen Roya with um some tools to make sure that people were having fun. So we want to get Anna some of the same tools to make sure that everyone is having fun. And we are asking for all of you gentle plebs to help us fund this. So yep. if, if you go into my profile, you'll be, if you sap me, it all goes into the Geyser Fund. If you sap Rockstar or um, Derek or Jeff G, then you can all help us fund this uh, Nasser party. Also, if you sent, uh, sap Anna as well. Thank you, Marseille. Uh, in other words, for the folks who can't afford to travel to Riga, uh, they should zap the folks who can afford to so that they can pay for their drinks. Got it. That makes a lot of it's sense. Beautiful. That's basically we spent all our money in this trip. We have no money. So if you please can feed us and get us <laughs> drinks, we would appreciate it because if not, we will be hungry and thirsty. And but at the end of the day, we're also funding the best party uh, at this event, at this Bitcoin event. So um, with that said, it's just going to be more purple pills going out the door. All right. With that, Condalorian, do you want to take us through the, uh, the lightning round with the NOS report? Hey, good evening. Welcome back, Horn. It's been a been. I mean, you were a staple for probably what, five, six weeks in a row, and then you just abandoned us for the last three weeks. Yeah, I got a few weeks off. That was uh, unexpected a little bit, but uh, we had a birthday party come up one week and I think another birthday party the next week and something else the other week. But yeah, a few weeks away. Nice to be back. Um, tried to listen as much as I could to the previous weeks. So um, we'll jump right in here. Uh, always a lot going on on Noster, and we'll try to cover the biggest items at least. Um, Baltic Honey Badger, Marseille was just talking about that. Uh, the only other thing I'll add to that is that the Noster report uh, has been announced um, by Hoddle Hoddle, um, who is associated with the conference, um, as, the, um, as an official uh, media partner for the conference. So we will be there and we'll be covering the event um, all of the Nostra related content. So, um, events, content, panels, anything related to Nostra, we're going to be covering it. So make sure you follow Nostra report, um, on your Nostra app as well as follow Hoddle Hoddle. Um, cause they'll be making announcements about speakers and, and, and all of the great things happening at the conference. Um, you already hit on Bezos and, uh, I don't know. I, I have to agree. It's, I have a feeling it may not be him, but but uh, he is zapping whoever it is, and so the zaps are real. Enjoy them while they last. So um, you're saying there's a chance? Could be. Never know. Mm. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jeff Bezos, um, Amazon. So we have in the news this week, Amazon planning to install payment technology at Whole Foods markets nationwide, utilizing your palm. Uh, so nothing scary about that at all. Um, yay. <laughs> nothing like tying your money to your biometrics. 
Um, just wanted to throw that in there while we were on the topic of, of Bezos. Um, yeah, what, what's what's really the difference between your palm and your iris, you know, when you, when you look at the world <laughs> coin, too? I mean, they just want your body parts at this point. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's concerning. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's terrible. Don't don't scan your eyeballs and your palm to authorize your money if you can avoid it at all costs. That's my personal recommendation. Um, I want to jump back on the topic of culture because uh, I, I had a few notes here and we had a we had a few items come up this week um, dealing with culture, with content, with creators. Um, you know, that's an area on Noster that we all are excited to see grow. And I love it when a new, a new creator um, puts out some content and it's, and it catches uh, everyone's attention and there's just so much excitement around it. Um, we had Marseille released her interview this week. Um, the interview took place at BTC Prague, but it was uh, with Carla and Walker. Uh, discussing creators, discussing um, content creation on Noster. And I love this quote that came out of it. It said, bringing your audience from platform to platform through the Noster protocol is something incredible. Um, and I really believe that that's the ultimate, in my opinion, the ultimate superpower of Noster is the ability to, um, the portability of your identity, the portability of your social graph that you're not tied to one app, you're not tied to one interface, to one platform. You have you have your identity, you have your your contacts, um, your content as much as you keep it decentralized and in your control. And you can take that from app to app. Um, and so any 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 particular vendor that may attempt to lock you in, you still have an avenue. Um, to avoid that censorship, and I, I think that's that's really the true power. And I hope I hope that more content creators, um, I'm looking forward to more content creators discovering that and figuring out how to use that. Um, a couple just to note. Uh, so we had Wave Lake, who was uh, the guest last week. Is that correct? Yes, Sam. Sam yeah. with uh, Lightning Store slash Wave Lake slash yeah. uh, uh, 19 other projects. Yeah. So, the, so they um they congratulated the, of the music apps. <laughs> <laughs> they can uh, uh congratulated Ainsley Costello, I hope I'm saying that right, um who is a musical artist on Wavelake and uh, she is the first artist to receive uh 1 million uh sats for her track titled Cherry on Top. And so it's a catchy tune. I listened to it um but uh, she has a, a platinum platinum sats track on Wave Lake, and she's the first to do that. So congrats to her, and we want to see more uh, more artists putting out their content there. Uh, and, and then we had an also on her. Uh, she boostagrammed our show last week, so uh, kud thank you for that. Um, it's it's cool when you can promote like that. Where Wave Lake is promoting her, she's promoting her music. We're promoting Wave Lake. She's zapping us. Where it's basically just a triangle of zapping. Uh, which is a great, great thing to do in the circular economy of Noster. Yeah, I saw your post on that, and I liked how you how you tied that all together. Um, and you know, the cool thing is those those sats never had to leave um, the Bitcoin ecosystem. Uh, so it was for me. Can you hear me? 
Yeah, we can, I can hear you. Okay, my mic uh, glitched. But, you know, those sats never had to, to leave the Bitcoin ecosystem. And so it was from one wallet to another. There was no crossover to fiat. And that value transferred from one person to the next. And it's just, it's great. I want to see more of that. And ultimately, hyper-Bitcoinization, isn't that what we're really going for? Is that uh, sats are one sat equals one sat? Yeah, I think as people realize, you know, more and more that Bitcoin is money, um, they'll treat it like money. And so uh, we had another another musical artist, Oliver Anthony. So I don't know if he's on Noster. I haven't seen um, a verified or official account of his. I think I saw one with his picture, but it might be a fake. Um, but he had a, a song that's been going viral on other platforms called Rich Men North of Richmond. And just a fantastic song. Um about you know inflation and the struggle that everybody's feeling uh, with their money. So if you haven't heard that, Oliver Anthony, rich men north of Richmond, and hopefully uh, I know I, see, I saw a couple people posted that they're reaching out to him on other platforms, trying to recruit him to Noster. So we'd love to love to see someone with with that kind of talent and with that kind of message um, sharing their talent on Noster. Um, one more item about, uh, the lightning store. So I saw last week that they revealed a uh, limited run pleb chain radio t-shirt. Um, really cool design. I still need to order mine. I'm ashamed to say, but I will do that. <laughs> um, but what a cool design. If you guys haven't seen the design, check it out on, um, I think QW or Avi, one of the two of you posted it. Yeah, and I'll put it in the show notes uh, until the uh, pre-order's done because it's a one-run only, uh, and that's that, which I love about Lightning Store. Uh, yeah. They really keep it uh, keep it uh, limited. Uh, I've been to their location. I've I've looked. I've even asked for a um, a Nostrica shirt. He's like, "Sorry, man, they're gone." Well, they're when they're gone, they're gone. I mean, the guy's got printing presses for shirts all over his warehouse. He's got a whole warehouse, like probably thousands of different band shirts uh, and he just won't run them again. And that's it. So I appreciate that. <laughs> that's awesome. A <clears throat> uh, couple other um, big items uh, in the news on Noster this week we had. So the current app current is a Noster client. Um, they had announced several days ago that they may have to pull their app from the app store um, due to, uh, Apple's uh, restrictions around zaps and not being able to find a path forward. And then um, I believe it was just uh, this morning or last night, they they announced that they have, have found a way to keep their um, both their app in the app store as well as to keep zaps um, on notes. And so I, I haven't seen the specific details of that, but I, I know that'll um, more information will, will surely come out and, that's fantastic to hear. We also saw um, kind of a, a a hack running in the wild um, utilizing Noster script um, that um, allows users who run that script to re-enable zaps in Damus. And so um, you can find that link kind of being posted around Noster. Um, you know, zaps aren't going anywhere. So Apple has tried, um, but it's just not, it's not, not going to stop us. Um, Zaps are here to stay. They're too powerful. Uh, let's see. A couple other things in tech news. We have Highlighter. So Highlighter 
is a Noster app that allows you to create Noster notes from um, text that you highlight on any website. It could be a Noster event or it could be just you know an article that you read. Um, and they have a, a browser extension that's uh, created by Pablo. Uh, so the browser extensor, extension is now available in the Chrome store. Um, you'd no longer need to sideload that. So go to the Chrome store if you run Google Chrome and look for the highlighter um, Noster browser extension or highlighter.com. Um, it's where you can find more info about what highlighter is. Uh, another Chrome extension vault uh, was created by Jingles. Jingles is the, also the developer for Noster.kiwi. Um, and vault is a password manager that has Noster integration. Um, so, you know, again, trying to decentralize these things that have typically been centralized. Um, see, we have Primal in their web app. So Primal is a, a popular client on iOS, uh, on the web, and they've got an Android app um, in development too. Um, they have now added the ability to edit and manage your relays, which has been a big re a feature that's been requested quite a bit by users. So you can manage now your relays in the Primal web app um, and the caching services. So Primal has that um, feature where they, they utilize a caching service that sits between your app and your relays and, and in an effort to um, make everything run faster, make your content load faster, make searching faster. Um, but you can now edit, edit and manage those caching services. So as other people start running their own, uh, you don't have to use primals. You can use someone else's, or if you're savvy enough, you can create your own. Um, let's see. We've got couple of business items. Um, Strike. So Strike, the popular Bitcoin company here in the U.S. and expanding worldwide rapidly. Uh, their card deposits had gone away for a while, uh, but they have now announced that card deposits uh, should be back for all users in the U.S. and will be coming soon to users in other countries. Uh, the CEO, Jack Mallers, also announced that Strike is working on its first Noster-related product. Um, no details specifying what that is, but excited to see what they, they put out for Noster. Uh, we would we'd love to see more and more companies doing that. Uh, the Human Rights Foundation has awarded half of their bounty for encrypted group chats. So they had put out a two BTC bounty on encrypted Noster group chats, uh, and they've awarded half of that to Iris, uh, iris.to is a Noster client, uh, to developers of Iris for um, their implementation of what they called secret chats. And the remaining uh, one BTC is still to be awarded for an end-to-end -end encrypted Noster group chat implementation um, with an interoperable standard via a merged NIP. So they're wanting to see something that uh, is a bit more standardized that other clients can make use of um, and so looking forward to having better, uh, better group chats, better DMs on Noster for sure. Um, Human Rights Foundation also announced that they're working with Voltage to make self-custodial Bitcoin and Lightning donations easier for nonprofit organizations and dissident groups around the world. Um, so Voltage will help with liquidity and with infrastructure. 
Um, as Human Rights Foundation works with BTC Pay Server contributors, contributors um, to help make all this possible. And so awesome work by them empowering um, nonprofits and dissident groups around the world. Uh, I've got more, but, but I don't know how much time we have uh, left for this segment. Uh, I think, Con, this might be a good time, since we're at the top of the hour, um, to move on to the guest segment. So thank you for that comprehensive rundown of uh, the week's events. Okay, great. And uh, it's time to welcome our guest, Eliza Blue, human rights advocate, uh, who has recently discovered Nostra and in the process, Bitcoin as well. Eliza, welcome to Plepchain Radio. Avi, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for asking me. Um, just to be clear, I didn't just discover Bitcoin. Uh, I just wasn't obsessed with Bitcoin. And now I'm joining your cult. So thank you for having me in your cult. Excellent. Right. I mean, that's how it begins, right? You, you sort of know about it, but uh, something happens. Uh, that, that, well, that... actually, what happened was Nostr made me appreciate Bitcoin. So that did have that effect. I had some Bitcoin, but I'm not a person of, you know, I don't have a lot of money. So I didn't have much of a use to really um, embrace Bitcoin. But once I understood what Nostr was, which is so odd, but I... Mm -hmm. I'm so uh, hyper-focused on corporate tech. Once I understood the need for Noster, and um, so it's just incredible. I'm, my mind is blown. Uh, it made me appreciate Bitcoin more. So you'll probably see more of that, I think, as things grow. Yeah. A spoonful of purple makes the orange <laughs> pill go down. I yeah. don't know if that makes sense to you yet, Eliza. Yes. But... <laughs> yes. It definitely makes sense. Yes. I'm a, boomer. I'm a boomer pleb, but not that big of a boomer pleb. <laughs> nothing right. wrong with being uh being a boomer pleb or have uh, boomer moments you know <laughs> i mean i love it i'm i'm 42 years old i don't need to know everything that the kids are doing it's creepy it's creepy if a 42 year old woman knows what you know what the youth is doing too much i think i would agree um so as far as your backstory goes, uh, you, you had you basically worked in human rights. Um, can yeah. you just give us a brief kind of overview? So I wouldn't I, I've never um, sometimes I say human rights activist, but that's more. Um, so I'm a survivor advocate in multiple states. OK, I'm a trained survivor advocate for those affected by human trafficking. I can also serve survivors of domestic violence, sexual assault and um, any types of sex abuse. And um, of course, that that would fall under human rights. So I sort of, uh, you know, I pay attention, of course, to human rights. And I've done a little bit of human rights activism, I suppose, for Julian Assange, uh, things of that nature. And then, um, yeah, so I don't necessarily identify as a human rights activist, although I have, I guess I do some human rights activism. I have for, for, uh, MENA, for folks in the MENA region. So, yeah, I have. But uh, but I'm trained in to be a survivor advocate. So, and as far as my background goes, um, how far back do you want me to go? You want me to talk about survivor being a survivor advocate? Yeah. So, how did that begin? That that journey begin? Um, I mean, look as far back as as you want to uh, to make you know, f f to make the story work, right? The, uh, <laughs> 
to make the story work. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's all. It's all good. I got you. Um, it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of story there about 42 year old woman. Um, no, I uh, I became a survivor advocate in 2018. Um, like I said, I'm a survivor advocate in multiple states. Uh, in 2020, as a result of the global pandemic. Uh, so when I say became a survivor advocate, I've been serving survivors here locally um, and just on a local level. In 2020, as a result of the global pandemic, I stepped forward uh, for the first time in press. Uh, the reason for that was that uh, I didn't like the government's response to the global pandemic, and I knew that it would increase uh, human trafficking for those who are most vulnerable in the United States and around the globe. Unfortunately, by every data and statistic metric available, that's exactly what happened. Um, I started doing more public advocacy as well as advocacy here locally. And um, in 2023, I won an award for serving the minor survivors of Twitter. Uh, it's called the Polaris Star Award. I was nominated by Lisa Haba, one of the legal team currently representing the minor survivors of Twitter. I've advocated for the minor survivors of Twitter, now X, uh, for multiple years, and I am still uh, advocating for a few. Uh, I don't want to give a number right now, uh, survivors of both Twitter and of X. So under Twitter 2.0, I am also serving multiple survivors of Twitter 2.0. Um, and uh, just in public, I have done, uh, I have served multiple survivors of Epstein Maxwell. And uh, in public, I have served uh, multiple accusers of the Tates. And um, so th those are some of the things that I do in public. I'm also doing some work. Um, in the DRC. My work in the DRC is a little newer. I'm just sort of encouraging um, tech, tech companies to um, not make the situation worse there for minors who are um, underage. So that's kind of, that, that's a newer project. Um, it's going pretty well so far. Uh, how I ended up on Nostar <laughs> that's a lot of information. Was that good? Did I give you the information? No, that was that was great. We just wanted a kind of a wide casted, uh, um, you know, net as we as we move forward with uh, kind of your angle on all this tech. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's really uh, I thought it was important to kind of lay the foundation for that. So, yeah. Uh, so so when I thank you. Serving, sorry. I, yeah, I guess uh, maybe I should. I'm really nervous because I haven't I, I got sober last year, um, a little over a year ago. I got sober and I quit doing interviews pretty much when I got sober because I don't I get really nervous. And um, so this is one of my first interviews sober. And it's one of my first, I think it's like been eight or nine months since I've done an interview. Um, so I get super nervous, which is crazy, but uh, I'm still grateful and excited to be here. And it's good for me. And I freaking love Nostra. That's why I said yes to this interview. <laughs> I say no to literally every interview. I've been asked by the most popping, hottest people in the world, like what people would think of on paper as, you know, hot and popping. Um, they don't ask me the questions I want to be asked. So this is more, uh, in tone with and in tune with where I am, but I wanted to say, sorry, I'm like super grabbing the mic right now, but so that's why I'm nervous. So if I'm like verbal yeah. diarrhea, that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, Liza, you're doing great. Um, uh, and you, you, you don't sound nervous at all. Um, good. Okay. But I want to explain, hold on. I want to back up a little bit. <laughs> Let me grab the mic back. Um, I'll let you finish. I'm going to give you your Kanye. Uh, I'm going to let you finish. No, but uh, so the deal here is as follows. Um, one of my issues 
as a survivor advocate for the last few years has been focusing on corporate tech platforms, mostly specifically on Twitter. I have served the minor survivors of Twitter for years. And when I say minor survivors, I wanna be crystal clear, minor survivors of child sexual exploitation on Twitter. So um, I was hyper-focused. Now, one of my areas of focus and working on that was finding solutions for the platform that didn't violate digital privacy rights and wouldn't er erode end-to-end -end encryption. On top of advocating for the minor survivors, I thought, which is funny now looking back because I was a bit naive, was that if I if I encouraged the platform to um, quit trying to navigate speech, the narrative, the conversation, that perhaps they could focus on removing the most egregious content at scale. Um, I was wrong. Uh, and... I still believe that they should prioritize the removal of uh, child sexual abuse material and child sexual exploitation, but I was wrong. And uh, that landed me pretty much right in the lap of Noster. Noster provides pretty much everything that I wanted to see out of Twitter. Um, as far as the, you know, uh, we could talk about removing some of the more egregious content, but as far as being a survivor and being an advocate, Noster provides everything that I wanted to see for the future of Twitter, but that Twitter simply or X now simply cannot at this time. And I don't think ever provide. And maybe let's dig into that a little bit, um, Eliza. Can you give some specific um, examples of what X doesn't provide that you believe Noster does? Sure. I mean, they're always going to have to answer to the most restrictive government that they uh, provides that they're a provider in. So uh, whatever government that is, if it's India, if it's Turkey, if it's the EU, whoever has the most restrictive speech. Um, yeah, that that's it. They're always going to have to um, they're always going to have to bow under the current model. They're always going to have to bow to advertisers and governments. and. Um, I believe that speaking freely isn't an inalienable human right. So I do talk about human rights quite frequently, um, but they, they are always gonna have to censor. And unfortunately, from my perspective, because the detection and removal of child sexual abuse material and child sexual exploitation is never at the advertisers and government's top priority, uh, they will never be able to prioritize the removal of it at scale. In other words, the governments and, and advertisers somewhat, but the governments care more about uh, directing the narrative and uh, protecting, a, you know, you know how they are, you know, they want to they want to guide the narrative. They don't want to give folks an opportunity to speak freely because, God forbid, somebody actually speak out against the government and call out government malfeasance. That's what it is. So they're always, you know, and they're and they're. They're always trying to hold down political dissidents. They're always trying to hold down whistleblowers. They're always trying to hold down um, journalists. And so that's what X will never be able to provide under the current model. What I would like to see X do is build on top of the Noster protocol. That would be a dream come true because then at least if governments uh, request that somebody's profile be removed or censored, their content would remain alive on Noster. I, I really liked, uh, I actually pulled a quote. I brought a receipt for this. This is my only one. Uh, the platform ultimately is a slave to advertisers. The platform is a slave to governments. Uh, 
The platform also needs to make customers and those that use the platform happy. And that that kind of uh, I kind of summarized it for for me as far as your experience um, with with X is, you know, they they're really just slaves to to the the, the way the, the the system is set up, uh, the legacy media. Um, you know, a protocol really allows the freedom of all of this without any gatekeeper, without any one person. Uh, to make any judgment call, any boardroom to say we need to make profits. Um, you know, we look at Zappertizing. Uh, you know, <laughs> Nostra is not a slave to advertising because <laughs> it's value for value. We're over here zapping each other. Uh, if I want to advertise on your note, I'll be the highest zapper and I'll put my advertisement on there. Um, it's just a totally different system that there's no way to kind of uh, ratchet it down or, um, you know, funnel it down to you know any any sort of uh way to shut it down i suppose um but i I really like that quote from you uh and i think that was a really good way of putting you know transitioning to what a protocol is versus a platform i was uncomfortable using that language because i don't know i'm uncomfortable using that word specifically especially serving in the anti-human trafficking space but i couldn't think of another way to put it you mean slave yeah, and I'm gotcha. still, I'm, but I couldn't think of another way to say it. I, I am still new over here, so I'm sure that there are probably things that I say that don't, that aren't just aren't right, or maybe I don't quite fully get it yet. But uh, I am here. I am very interested in learning. But what I can tell so far is that Noster, and of course Bitcoin, <laughs> but Noster specifically that I'm speaking about right now uh, is has the ability to provide the freedom that I was looking for out of Twitter, but we'll never be able to see. I have spoken about it a little bit on my Noster account. You know, as a survivor advocate, I think about the future and I think about the ways that governments have already tried to silence the voices of survivors in the past. Um, And, you know, I love the ability for survivors to be able to uh, share their experience, strength, and hope um, from anonymous accounts. I don't believe that the future of corporate tech will allow folks to be anonymous. Um, when you think about survivors of human trafficking, sexual assault, and in some cases, domestic violence, um, there are there have been already cases where governments have tried to silence the voices of survivors online. Um, one of the probably the best, but slash worst. I I mean the best like to speak about an example, but it's not uh, good to speak about is uh, when there were survivors speaking out in China during the Me Too movement and the survivors ended up having to put their experience on the blockchain because the government in China said we must censor and silence their voices off of social media platforms. That is one example amongst many Um, So I am fearful that moving ahead, if there are not options like Noster available, that survivors' voices won't be heard. And I want to just dig a little deeper there. One of the reasons why it's so important for survivors' stories to be heard is because when survivors' stories have the ability to be heard, um, folks can understand the crime and we can hopefully, by listening to the voices of the most vulnerable, start to prevent the crime from happening in the first place. On top of that, when survivor stories have the ability to be heard, um, it, it lets other survivors know that they're not alone and other survivors can share their experience, strength, and hope in resources. 
in the United States and around the globe. It's crucial. It's crucial. It's crucial. Like, you know, when you think about a survivor and I don't want to just stay here the entire night, but you know, it's it, in some cases it can end up being like a whistleblower, especially if the, if the survivor speaking out against, um, look at a case like Epstein Maxwell, those survivors are still going to bat. Um, they deserve to be heard, but think about the powerful, powerful abusers that they were speaking out against. In some cases, uh, politicians. So we have to be, and, and, you know, I've seen too much already now from watching corporate tech over the past few years. Um, the government has absolutely no problem silencing innocent citizens, uh, inalienable right to speak freely. We've seen this. We've seen this now exposed in multiple ways, whether or not you believe the Twitter files or whatever you want to believe, we know that the United States government, I'm speaking about my own government now, has absolutely no problem asking corporate tech companies to silence innocent citizens' right to post memes. Are you kidding me? No. So if you think that they won't silence the voice of a survivor that's speaking out against a politician, no. I have to protect the survivors that will come after me for years to come. And that's why I'm here. You know, Liza. So thank you to the builders. Thank you to the builders. I, yeah. You know, Eliza, for someone um, who is relatively new to Nostra, you've you've really grasped the essence, right, of, of what makes this um, this protocol and all the apps that the builders are building on it um, so attractive to um, you know folks like us. Uh, so kudos to you for that. Uh, but how did you find out about Nostra? Because it's not it's something that's that's that was particularly popular outside of the Bitcoin. Yeah, let, me, right? let me calm down. You see, when I start talking about freedom, I get intense. I get intense. I get really intense. So let me calm down a little bit. Um, so Nostra, I started seeing the keys popping up on Twitter. Um, and I'm very big on us on aesthetics, and the keys caught my eye. I thought that the that the keys look cool. I'm gonna be fully like um like I'm going to be fully like vain here for a second. I thought the keys looked cool, but I thought Eliza, can I stop you for a second? Yeah. You are the first person in the world who's I I've ever heard say an N pub looks cool. Uh so wow. Yeah, have you that, seen that, the that vanity pubs, Avi? You've seen the vanity. Oh, darling, ones. <laughs> darling, let me let me key you up to something. If I'm saying it looks cool, is a done is done deal, is done dot it. It's a vibe. It's hot. It'll be hot out in these streets. I'm just keeping it real. Um, no, I'm I'm just kidding right now. But um, but I saw that I did see the end pubs. I thought they looked cool. Didn't know what they were. I thought that maybe they were um, like some type of um, NFT or something. Like I thought it was a vibe, but I was like, okay, that's not for me. And then I kind of heard a few people kick around the word Noster. Once again, I was like, okay, I don't know what that is. And a lot of times with new tech, I don't fully jump on because there's so many things coming out all the time that I'm like, okay, I'm not going to jump on yet. Now, after Elon had told me that he was going to uh, make the the detection and removal of uh, child sexual abuse material, child sexual exploitation, his priority number one um, in public and in private, um, I said, okay, I'm going to go focus on decentralized. So I started sort of looking to see what was available on uh, decentralized. And 
the first person that really sold me on it, which is really embarrassing to admit, uh, because I don't follow him yet on Noster, was uh, Sean Lennon. I don't know if you folks know who Sean Lennon is. Oh, yeah. Super no, he was super, super, super awesome. Vibe. Um, we were speaking privately about something else. And he, uh, we were speaking about another platform. Uh, we were talking about Blue Sky. I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We were talking about Blue Sky and uh, privately and um, no shade. I hope that there is success once they open up and everything. You know, I'm not trying to throw shade at all. Um, but, but we were speaking about Blue Sky. He said, actually, I really love Noster. And I was like, holy crap, I must be super behind the eight ball. I'm a big loser because Sean's over there and he thinks it's cool. And if Sean thinks it's cool, I should go check it out. So that's what happened. It took me quite some time to figure out what was going on. Of course, I watched the Noster documentary. Um, I listen to anyone and everyone talk about it because I'm a pleb and I'm a bloom and I'm a boomer. Uh, I believe I probably picked up. Oh, and one other thing happened in there as well. Um, Domus had their little situation with Apple. And I was like, oh, okay. So if Apple's going after Domus, this must be a hot spot. So all of those things sort of happened uh, back to back to back to back. So I said, okay, went on, signed on Adamus, and my best friend came over. Now, my best friend is quite a bit more, um, in she's probably in here, if, and she has a great uh, art account if you folks want to follow her on, uh, <laughs> on, on Noster. It's Liberty, but the Liberty is spelled with a one. Um, but my best friend is quite a bit more tech savvy, and uh, she's very good at explaining complex things to me. And uh, so we sort of came together and then a few of my other homies came over, uh, my shit poster and meme friends came over. And, um, and then I just started posting and then I figured out zaps and then I just was moving. That's what happened. And there's one other thing too, like I obviously I don't want to sugarcoat it. Like I am over here because I am also concerned um, that as Noster gains traction and popularity, that uh, there will be an issue uh, with illegal content uh, involving children. And um, I haven't, I, I'm trying to be careful, very mindful of what I say right now, but I will do everything in my power to make sure that, uh, that that's not what you're known for. How about that? We'll say it like that. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous yeah. that that's much like with what happened with Mastodon. And I obviously know that Mastodon isn't completely decentralized, but if you go look, um, you know, the, and, and I know what people are probably thinking that are super hip to Noster, that there's no way that they could take it down, even if illegal content was on here. Um, my way of working that through is, yes, they might not be able to remove Noster. Um, great. That's awesome. Because that means when people are speaking out against the government, they also won't be able to remove it, right? But uh, here's the deal. What they did with Ross and the Silk Road probably as far as in the court of public opinion, I'm talking about the corporate press, 
the way the government rode Bitcoin's nuts, what they did with Ross and Silk Road, um, probably it made Bitcoin in the, in the eyes of the public seem like criminal money. What I don't want is for Nostra moving forward to be seen as a criminal social media platform. So I am yeah. very interested in this. That being said, I am learning still. So that said, uh, Eliza, I, I think it's a, it's an incredibly valid point, right? I think uh, all of us, uh, or most of us on stage here, uh, our parents, well, we have children. We certainly think the, the, the most heinous thing uh, that can happen is is something along those lines, um, uh, you know, ex exploitation of children. Um, how do you think, given your understanding of how NASTA works, uh, based on your time, on the time you spent here, how do you think that could be addressed with the clients and and relays the way they're set up? Sure. Um, I, I want to go back and clarify something really quickly. Um, when I speak about Ross, I speak about Ross with love. I believe that Ross and the Silk Road, the original Silk Road, abided by the non-aggression principle. Yeah. Um, I just want to make that abundantly clear that they definitely removed uh, child sexual abuse material and human trafficking. Um, so these are two mm -hmm. different things we're talking about. Uh, if a willing adult decides to uh, purchase drugs and use it, that's none of my business. Uh, I'm more worried about um, something that would abide that would not abide by the non-aggression principle and be a human rights violation, especially against the most vulnerable in the world, which would be children. Where I see it going with Oster, I think about this constantly. Uh, it is an issue that keeps me up at night. I don't quite know how ready the community is for everything I have to say yet. And I'm a little nervous to say what I have to say because um, I almost feel like I have one shot with this because if it, if it, this is, I understand what's at stake with Noster um, because it's so crucial to moving uh, freedom forward. And I don't want to mess this up by saying the wrong thing. Uh, I believe that, uh, that moving ahead that the different apps gosh now you'll be able to tell i'm not a tech person um i believe that moving forward that the apps uh will be able to create friction uh so that bad actors do not have an opportunity to flourish i believe that re different relays that are exchanging in this abuse content will be starved out but i think what will probably be the most important is the community protecting their own house I think that that's probably, I uh, maybe not the most important, but I think one way that I've seen platforms fail previously, and right now you folks have an opportunity to not do this, is by to pretend that there isn't a problem, to ignore it. Um, Mastodon's a great example, like just hand wave it away and act like it's not a thing. I think to make it abundantly clear that that type of behavior is not... Um, welcome or encouraged here. Um, don't give those folks any traction. Tell them that they are not welcome here and that that's not the vibe and energy. Yeah. And I, I guess the folks that are building here probably would have a much better, I don't want to speak. I have had a lot of conversations behind the scenes with different folks. I will say this, that the crime of child sexual abuse material and child sexual exploitation is constantly changing and constantly evolving. Um, so in order to stay on top of it, the solutions have to constantly be changing and constantly evolving. Um, that being said, 
Uh, I believe that, so I'll give you a great example, actually. So right now on X, um, the words child sexual abuse material or CSAM is downgraded in the algorithm. So that's great, right? Like that means that if somebody's posting this egregious content, it's downgraded in the algorithm. But what that also means is that advocates are also downgraded in the algorithm if they're speaking about this. It's It'll be different here on Noster. The advocates and survivors will never be downgraded in the algorithm. So hopefully- Because there is no algorithm. Right, right. So um, so I think being very vocal as a community, protecting your house will be a very, very important moving forward uh, so that they don't make an example out of Noster and try to paint you folks as criminals. Um, they won't just use the very real crime of child sexual abuse material and child sexual exploitation. They'll use other uh, issues as well. Um, the deal is that they always use the very real issue of child sexual abuse material and child sexual excitation to hit on platforms and really anything else that they want to, sort of like terrorism. Nobody's going to question it. That's what they did. That's what they did with the uh, with the Patriot Act, by the way. It's similar to that. No one will question them wanting to fight terrorism, right? No one ever questioned <laughs> them wanting to. I'm serious, and no one. That's. Yeah. No one ever, no one ever questions someone wanting to uh, fight child sexual abuse material and child sexual excitation. No, if someone's, if the corporate press and if the government say Noster is a, what do they always like to use? Haven for child sexual abuse material. Um, no one will question it. People will be like, no, I'm not going to go on that disgusting, you know, uh, protocol or those disgusting apps and they'll never touch it. And Bitcoiners in general, for like the last, uh, well, since the inception, I mean, we've been, uh, we've been drug, uh, drug mules. We've been everything you can think of. Uh, <laughs> what Bitcoin was used for, uh, we we're definitely a, a, a different culture in regards to how we uh, we absorb what uh, the the propaganda, I guess you'd say, uh, they paint us as. A hundred percent. So I think that the thing to do is, and by the way. That's why I wasn't really touching Bitcoin for a while. I thought it was criminal money. I thought it was drug money. I thought it was murder for hire money. Um, why would I be associated with anything like that? Truly, why would I be? Why would I be associated with uh, child sexual abuse material money? Why would I be associated? You know, uh, that is how you folks were have been, and unfortunately, will continue to be painted by the governments, by the corporate press. And anyone who has a desire, oh, I'm sorry, Mars. My, I was going popping off talking about going. See, <laughs> your hand was up. Gosh, I want to add something to what you're saying. Um, well, I think I, I understand a lot where, where you're coming from, and something that we have said. If if you ever go back, back, back into the archives of Nasser, and you go into the Nostrica uh, conference on conference, um, Carla said this we've as we had a panel all women and we've always been afraid of saying things right because on the other platforms it's easy to shut us up and if even if we're advocating for what's right if you're you're mentioning things that are not the words that are not supposed to be said you will be shut up um that being said on Noster, we don't have that issue so we can say whatever we want nonetheless it's still hard to speak out sometimes about things that happen to you um the Bitcoin community is a great community. Um, 
I have to say that I'm 100% privileged by the awesome men I'm surrounded with because no matter what, I can always go back to them and tell them what's bothering me, how I feel, always feel super safe around them. But there's also awful people. And just because you're a Bitcoiner, that doesn't guarantee that you're an amazing person and that you're never going to like make us feel awful because sadly, um, and, and you're going to be like, she just said she has never been under an awful situation in, in Bitcoin a, a few weeks ago in a podcast, but sadly I have now. And how I feel is that not only we have awesome men that protect us and make sure that we have platforms where we can speak out how we feel and what we think, we also have a protect culture that is being transferred. So not only is shutting up those relays because who's setting up those relays the problem is not going to be that the the community will be able to shut them down and then it won't happen because they will keep on popping is that we actually to me and this is how i see it is that we need to start pointing fingers at who is creating this um instead of protecting because yes we're all bitcoiners or yes we're all nostriches and we are all looking for freedom and we have um, uh, the same mindset if we want to work towards this being different the only way we're going to do it is by standing out and pointing out the people that create the problem so there is a lot of fiat culture sadly coming back in and this fiat culture needs to be stopped I have no clue how to do it. And honestly, this is where I think this awesome men that protect me and make my life so much better come in is that they stand up and are also available to say, you know what, this guy, this person, this bot, this relay was created by this group of people. They, they are, some of them are some of ours, but they are not like what represents us and i think that's how we're going to keep noster safe if we stop this protecting culture of oh that's just who he is but it's just one person and we all know but no one says anything is that we need to stand up and say and, and own our truth and own the truth of the of the other people that are around us so that's just all i wanted to add and having conversations, being able to, you know, get on these microphones uh, on a weekly basis and and put 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 real problems in front of us. Um, I, I one thing I love about the Nostra community in general is just our ability to tackle problems. And I know everyone, uh, you know, m- most of the people just have a, a kind heart and uh, love community. So it's something that you know, Marseille that just comes. It comes natural to us, our group. Uh, you know, this is just how we how we how we should treat each other. So I appreciate your words uh, and thank you. I'm hyped that you feel protected by your community. That's like best case scenario, and I'm grateful to hear that. And my experience so far, obviously, I've been around for about five minutes. Uh, everyone that everyone that I've talked to has been completely lovely kind hasn't made me feel stupid for asking the most probably mundane questions at a certain point. Um, and that's, that's really good. I think I sort of always sit in this weird spot where I'm willing to say, this will be a problem. Um, get ready for it. And there are some solutions available. And if we work together, to find solutions to potentially prevent some of the problems from happening in the first place, uh, that is more ideal. Um, But I'm probably one of the only 
I haven't seen it yet. I am one of the, I don't want to, I don't want to like make, try to make myself sound cooler than I am. I am the only survivor advocate in the anti-human trafficking or protection space, child protection space that has said, I want to maintain digital privacy rights. I don't want to erode end to end encryption to solve this crime. And also why do we keep going after Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies when all uh, currencies and if actually, if you look at the definition of child sex trafficking in the United States, you don't even need to exchange in currencies. You could exchange in goods and services as well. Anything that's exchanged uh, for the exploitation of labor or sex. So they always stay coming after Bitcoin and use human trafficking, the very real crime of human trafficking as a Trojan horse. Um, so I'm one of the only people that's actually will be like, no, you're taking it too far. Yes, this is a real crime but we need to find solutions that don't make nations of slaves to the state. So that's, I'm kind of a, a weird, uh, I will admit, I, I sit in a weird spot there. I appreciate your, uh, your, your ability to understand, you know, just your ability to, uh, I mean, just your understanding of freedom in general. I mean, when you talk about Ross's mom, I know Avi, uh, I believe you're friends with Ross's mom, right? I love her dearly. She's an amazing lady. Yeah. And, and having that perspective, but also coming from, uh, you know, the, the, the human trafficking survivors perspective, and then the, you know, dealings with Elon, uh, I, I would say you have a very unique perspective as we as we travel into this authoritarian, uh, what looks like an authoritarian trend around the world. Um, it's just what 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 kind of if I don't social up, protocol don't up do we really need? If I don't stand up for some of this freedom now, it won't just be survivors of human trafficking. It'll literally be nations that are slaves to the state, that are trafficked by their own state. So I don't, I can't really compromise when it comes to uh, the safety of all because I want to solve one crime. Um, but I wish that I could convince the anti-trafficking space to see it through that lens. But that lens uh, isn't profitable and they have to... Uh, that's a whole other conversation for a different day. But my goal is to uh, to advocate for freedom for all, not just some. Yeah, well said, Eliza. So let's uh, uh, move on to Bitcoin. Yes. Because we've talked about it a little bit. So you said you found, you, you obviously known about Bitcoin. I think everyone's heard about Bitcoin, right, at some point or the other. But... What was that aha moment like <laughs> after Nostra and then it clicked for you about Bitcoin? Well, <laughs> really the aha moment was uh, I was shocked that, the, that they kept using human trafficking as I was like, why is the anti-human trafficking movement keep attacking Bitcoin? I couldn't figure it out. I was like, what's the deal? Because they never, they don't attack any other currency with that. So that's kind of made me take a closer look. Um, and then I was kind of turned off by the influencers. Like, uh, I don't know. I thought that maybe there were scammers or something like that. Um, really, it was my best friend saying, um, who's probably in this room, Liberty One or Liberty One with the 
with the Liberty. Uh, she was like, yes. Yeah, she's so, here. Yeah, she's I like, her, well, everything that you care about and all your principles. And then she named them out. Uh, Bitcoin fully aligns with it. And that's the deal. And I was like, oh, so it's like money that's separate from the state. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm in. Um, but she's, like I said, she's quite a bit smarter. She's been moving in the Bitcoin space and crypto space since pretty much the beginning. She also knows that I am a simple woman and I need very complex topics explained to me almost in crayon. And I'm not ashamed to say that. Um, my mind just, I learn differently. And because she knows me, she knew how to explain it in a way that I would understand. And that was post Nostra, right? Oh, no, no, no. No, she explained Bitcoin to me quite some time ago. But, and I was, I, I Avi, I told you this 45,000 times. I already had Bitcoin before <laughs> I was on Nostra, bro. I just don't have a lot of money, so I wasn't fresh. Eliza, I'm trying to make my, a spoonful of purple makes the orange pill go down. Whoa. Okay, we well, use somebody else an, as an example, Avi. Listen. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and lie on your little program. I already had Bitcoin. I just don't have a lot of money. If I had a lot of money, uh, I would have invested more thoroughly in Bitcoin. Um, one thing that I that probably needed to be explained to me more thoroughly was the difference between Bitcoin and Doge. Now I respect Bitcoin more as an opportunity to, um, you know, really bring freedom around the globe because now of course I've watched a bunch of documentaries. I've, I've watched, uh, you know, Max's documentaries and all types of documentaries, but I, I do understand the distinction now, whereas before I didn't. Yeah. It's a human rights. And, That's what I like. I like the human rights and the ability, um, to increase freedom and Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> Bitcoin is money and it's certainly human rights money. Yeah, that's, and I love that. That's great. So maybe switching gears here a little bit, Eliza, I think you have somehow succeeded in threading the needle. <laughs> very, few, very few can of aggravating both the left and the right. What is that all about? <laughs> uh, yes, I have. I have aggravated a lot of people. Um, just to be clear, all of my heroes have ever <laughs> have pissed off both the left and the right. Uh, I look at having haters as a, as a badge of honor. Um, I had been preparing for it for quite some time. I want to speak from my haters' perspective very quickly. My haters' perspective is that I have lied about my trafficking story as a survivor of human trafficking. Um, they weren't there. That's, let's start off by saying that they weren't there. I was there. Um, and in the Bitcoin space, it's trust. It's it's don't trust, verify, right? Am I, do I have the saying right? Nailed it. Okay, cool. So let's talk about what you folks can verify tonight. Um, my government name, my last name is Sipe, S-I-E-P. My name before that, before I was married, my uh, maiden name was Morthland, last name M-O-R-T-H-L-A-N-D. In 2013, you can look up my permanent living, living records online, like all the places that I've lived. Unfortunately, where I live now is still available online. In 2013, you'll see 
that I lived at a survivor safe house in Kentucky called Refuge for Women. It's the only time I've ever lived in Kentucky and it was in 2013. I lived there as a resident, as a survivor. I lived there as a survivor. You can verify this online right now. It's available free online to anyone can't make this up, right? So uh, I lived there as a survivor and um, that's where I went. It was very difficult to get into the safe house at that time and it was another organization and the founder of that organization has come out and stood up for me. I lived at that survivor safe house in 2013, seven years before I stepped forward for the first time in press as a survivor of human trafficking. And although I cannot show you everything that I've been through, I could, there's, there's not really too many ways besides medical records um, and other, you know, of course, like arrest records and police reports and things of that nature. But that's something that you folks can go look up tonight that I did live at a survivor safe house. And uh, this was long before uh, the words human trafficking was in the public lexicon. Um, so I just wanna make that clear that under no circumstances would I have gone to live states away at a survivor safe house. And to anyone that's ever been in a survivor safe house uh, that serves survivors of human trafficking, it's not necessarily a, what I would call a fun experience. Um, it's very difficult. It wasn't fun. Um, they were lovely people. It was very hard. Um, what my haters imply is that I made up my story as a survivor of human trafficking uh, to somehow um, speak to Elon for free. Somehow, 10 years later, uh, <laughs> it's, I can't even speak from their perspective because it's so um, insane, but that I would somehow go live at a survivor safe house seven years before I'd step forward in the press for the first time and then end up speaking to Elon a few years later. That's not reality. Nobody has time for that. What happened is that I was sex trafficked twice. And if that makes you uncomfortable, that sounds like a personal problem because I'm fully, uh, I've, I've, ex I've accepted it as part of my journey. It's part of why I'm here tonight because it makes me understand, it makes me understand and appreciate my freedom. So if that's what it took for me to love and respect and embrace and want to fight for my freedom and fight for the freedom of survivors around in the United States and around the globe, if that's what it took, so be it. That's what happened. And I'm here alive today. So, and so anyway, the reason why the left and right are mad at me, which is totally fine um, because I don't respect them. And I think their ideology is a joke and I'm not a part of their cult um, and I'm not a part of their tribe, but, uh, when the acquisition of Twitter 2.0 or sorry, of X happened, I had started speaking to Elon, um, privately. It wasn't public. I would never have made that public because I didn't want the world to know. Um, Elon was the one that spoke about it publicly first. And then after it was made public, um, Elon and I did a Twitter space together. Uh, I just want to make something abundantly clear. I had spoken to Jack as well. It wasn't like Elon was the first person I spoke to. Jack was the first one I spoke to. And Jack was the first one that set up my first meeting with Twitter. So it's not like uh, I this was a weird uh, thing for me to do, to speak to Twitter corporate. Uh, and then as far as the right goes, um, the right th thought that I was the second coming since, you know, 
the the right treated me just fine and had no problem with me right up until the second that it was made uh, clear that I was serving uh, multiple accusers of the Tates. And that's that. That's that. So you can, uh, you know, let's put it, uh, let me give you a, a timeline. Uh, ben Shapiro had me on his show. In fact, that was the last interview that I took. Ben Shapiro was the last interview that I did. Ben Shapiro had me on because Washington Post had done their first hit piece against me and Elon. Um, and it's hilarious because the Washington Post called me QAnon, even though the first time that I spoke out in corporate press, I was speaking against the harmful impacts of QAnon and I've spoken out against QAnon my entire public career. So that's the level that the corporate press is willing to go to, to, to tell, you know, to speak about a survivor and an advocate as QAnon, but okay. Um, so Ben Shapiro had me on his show to, uh, to speak about this hit piece that the Washington Post did against me when really I was just speaking to Elon about the, the, the detection and removal of child sexual abuse material and prioritizing the issue on Twitter, um, the removal on Twitter. Then after it was clear that I was advocating uh, and serving two of the accusers for the Tates, uh, Candace Owens did a hit piece against me in the Daily Wire. So I, I think it's pretty clear here what's going on. Um, and I am fully fine with it. Come get it. I'm not going anywhere. I will continue to serve survivors. I never stopped working the entire time. I won an award as the entire internet dogged me out and trashed me. And quite frankly, you can tell I don't care because I came on a, on a platform where literally anyone can say whatever. And I'm still here. And I'm still here doing the work. And if you speak to some of the builders, they will tell you of Nostra, they will tell you that behind the scenes, I have continued to work and offer solutions to serving survivors. And uh, yeah. there is a small part of me that does want to go anon, and I will do some of my work anon in the future, but I'm never going to stop fighting. And no matter how much hate and no ma matter how much vitriol I get from anyone, it's not going to stop me from my purpose because at the end of the day, I'm not super concerned at convincing humans or having humans like me. At the end of the day, I'm only concerned about what God thinks about me, period. Period. I don't, I don't answer to man. That's how I feel. Well, you're on the right protocol for that, Eliza. I'll, I'll right tell you that. God. <laughs> I get <laughs> crazy out here, huh? I, I am. Well, wild. I don't know about God, <laughs> but certainly for that for that uh, righteous mission um, that you talked about. So, just to summarize, then, the left hates I mean, you pretty, because also, one other thing too, Avi. I just want to state for the record, I'm a radical. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. going to sugarcoat that. I mean, I I spoke. Uh, to advocate for Julian Assange, uh, I've advocated for the freedom of Edward Snowden. I've ad I've advocated for the freedom of uh, you know Ross. I am and other real you know other political dissidents in the United States and around the globe. So I am a radical. Um, and and when you are consistent in your principles, neither the ref neither the left nor the right will like you because you will remain consistent no matter what. Yeah. Indeed, Eliza. Obviously, um, like, damn, I couldn't calm her down. Avi, <laughs> you had one job, and that was to keep me calm during this conversation. And I sound like I've drank all the cold brews and like the fire of 10 hells. Jack, if Jack listens to this, he's going to be like, oh, God, here she goes. 
Uh, Avi's uh, Avi's Taylor Swift. You're Kanye. You know you. Oh, I'm always Kanye. I'm always Kanye. <laughs> no, no, no. Can I say we something? have a fix for this? Can I, Eliza, say- real, real quick, we have a fix for this, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about uh, uh, what what you're saying. But uh, we'll have QW upload this at a zero point seven five x, and everything is going to be okay. Okay. Oh, you're going to slow it down. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> nah, I kind of like being intense. Like I am, I am real and I speak from the heart. Um, and it's funny because when I serve survivors, I'm very soft and like, I'm fully in my feminine energy. But when I start speaking as an activist or as an advocate, I get really intense. It's almost like a shield goes up when I speak as a survivor and as an advocate, my heart gets soft. Um, but I feel, and that's, I don't want to war anymore. I, I don't want to war too much anymore. I have really enjoyed over the past few months just like resting in my divine feminine energy because honestly, my my cortisol gets too high when I get so intense. But I do want to say something in that vein. Um, it, there, There is probably a bit of an elephant in the room. Perhaps it's just for me. But I do, I do want to say something. And I've been thinking very deeply about this. Um, when it comes to Jack, I wore Jack I I ran over Jack with the truck, dragged him behind the truck and then backed him back over. Like I dragged him. I dragged the platform. I was so upset. It was one case specifically that really set forth my path towards advocating for the minor survivors of Twitter. And this is the type of case that's so egregious that um, you simply can't, I will never forget it. Uh, but uh, I believe that Jack's actions fully align with his principles. And I am so grateful to have had the opportunity to see the man that he has become. And I, um, I think what he's done for the space is absolutely incredible. And um, I think it's very interesting that we warred on two, di- well, he didn't war, <laughs> I was at war. Uh, that we come from two different sides of the coin. He came from being a founder and a former CEO and running uh, from running Twitter. And I came from the side of advocating against Twitter, um, you know, for them to remove the most egregious content at scale and that we both landed at the same answer. I think that that should speak probably volumes to folks. And I I just do wanna say like, I have no hard feelings and I know I talked a lot of trash and I, it makes me very excited to see the man that he has become. At Jack, lowercase j, um, if you're listening to the recording, oh gosh, I I'd hope love he to hear listen. what you have to say. No, no, I don't. I kind of don't want him to say anything, in a way, um, at least not publicly. But uh, but I, I have a lot of I have a lot of love for him, and I I think part of one of my frustrations for him at Twitter was that I, I just knew he was a good person inside and that he wasn't living up to his fullest potential. And uh, it, it really, it really makes me feel great to, to know that he is now. I feel that he is now. And I liked his approach. He's not, um, it's like, he doesn't even want the attention for doing it. And it just makes me really, really excited to see, um, I don't know. Maybe I have it. Maybe I have it messed up. Maybe I don't fully understand. But I dragged him like hard, 
you know, like Elon and I, there was one time where like Elon and I kind of ganged up on Jack, not even that, like in the scheme of life, not that long ago. Um, and I said something really mean and, um, and I, I do apologize for saying that mean thing. He would probably remember, and I'm not going to reiterate it here, but, um, he has become the leader that I always knew he could be. And he is um, doing that by being a pleb. We're all Satoshi. It. But isn't that the best, though? Isn't that the best to say, you know what? Let's let's support decentralized. Let's support freedom. Let's support those who uh, will build a more decentralized future so that more folks can have freedom. I just think it's interesting that him having his experience and me having my experience, we're both like, yo, this is not fixable. <laughs> like whatever's going on at corporate tech, not going to work. Um, okay, cool. You could slap X on top of the Nostra protocol. Dope. But like, it's not fixable. I think that's very interesting. And I do want to state something else for the record. Yes, Jack has a vested interest in um, making sure that Bitcoin's a success. Um, I don't. I have nothing to gain from making sure that Bitcoin's a success. I have nothing to gain from making sure that Nostra's a success or that any of these apps that build on the Nostra protocol are success. I think, I think that that should also speak volumes. Obviously, Jack donates a lot back to, uh, to those who are building freedom tech and, you know, in Bitcoin. But I, I just wanted to say that because I warred him. Like I, I went, I went as hard. I won. I I went so hard on him that I won an award. <laughs> like let's let's call a spade a spade. I won a national award. So I think that it it it. I have to show that there is room for um, redemption, at least in my eyes, because obviously mistakes were made with Twitter. Let's keep it all the way real. Mistakes were made. But there is room for redemption, and I believe that there is room for grace because I have been shown grace so many times in my life um, that it is the least I could do to extend it to someone who I had formerly seen as my mortal enemy. It, it is interesting that uh, it almost appeared like his platform was captured over time, uh, you know, whether it's the corporate uh, boardrooms, the VCs or whatever. Um, but his the solution that he ends up with uh, or that he starts to get behind now is protocol, uh, something with no boardroom, something with no uh, no VCs. I mean, really, it's client, 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 whatever you want to do. But it's a free market of ideas. Um, you know, if you looked at his I, I know you saw his document, uh, the, uh, Max DeMarco's Nostra documentary uh, when when he, they introduced Jack, he says, I'm just Jack. You know, I think that tells a lot about the, how plebs are, how pleb, the, the feeling of, uh, you know, just being a commoner uh, in this war for the greater good, you know? Well, that's another thing, too. You know, my haters are always thinking that I'm trying to grift or uh, be famous. Literally, like, I don't want to be famous over here. I don't want to be cool in the Bitcoin space. I'm not even trying to be cool at Nostra. All I'm really just trying to do, like, I'm keeping it all the way gangster with you guys. I don't care enough to learn all the intricacies about everything. I'm not trying to be cool over here. One thing I like about the decentralized space is uh, that there's not like, I don't know, you can grift, but you got to do it off merit. And um, 
the other thing too is that I'm not interested in fame or or money. I'm interested in the freedom aspect over here. That's one of the reasons that I want to go anon is because I want to remove the ego, remove an opportunity for ego. But you can't just come around decentralized and hackers and start talking about the you know the removal of child sexual abuse material being an anon. Like I um, have credibility, I have credentials uh, in this space. And by the way, just to stand up a little bit more for myself because I haven't really since. I've been hated on so much. Um, the top award-winning uh, survivor and advocate in the United States that's won the presidential award for her advocacy, a survivor named Tanya Gould, which she has an incredible story as a survivor. If you ever have an opportunity to check her out, she's super powerful in the movement. She's been out here for years. Uh, she's a survivor and an advocate that's known me since 2018 um long before two years before i stepped forward uh as a public survivor and public advocate and she was at the table with me when i decided that i didn't want to be a public survivor um because i didn't want the competition and i didn't want the cattiness and i didn't want to be fighting for five thousand dollar checks at speeding speaking at conferences as a survivor and quite frankly i didn't want to monetize my story because i don't it's not the most comfortable thing to talk about but um, but she has come out come out multiple times and had my back and spoken up for me. So it's not like small people in the space that stand up for me. Um, you know, the, the human Polaris project that runs the National Human Trafficking Hotline, um, uh, all of the top uh, organizations and lawyers in the world I have collaborated with. Uh, worked with. The only difference sort of between me and everyone else is that I I work, I roll kind of solo dolo in public because uh, I like to be the main target as opposed to an organization. I hope that makes sense. But there have been other folks that have come out and uh, stood up for me. And uh, I just went totally left field, but it's because I got a chip on my shoulder. Uh, but long story short is I don't want to be popping in this space because I'm too hot out here. And uh, when I say hot, I mean, like, I don't want the government coming after me because I did something or, or anybody coming after me. Um, and I don't care about money and I don't care about fame. I care about freedom. Eliza. That oh, I was about to wrap up, but uh, Marseille has a question. Go ahead, Marseille. No, I just have to tell her something, and it's that you are the combination of what bothers the world the most sometimes, not the most, but it bothers the the status quo a lot, which is pretty smart, outspoken, and that scares the people with the status quo, the ones that have been holding the keys for too long. So I'm sorry if you don't want all the attention, but I tell this to my friend a lot is that you have an opportunity and you have like everything that is needed. And sadly, that opportunity comes with a lot of responsibility and you just got to own it. Girl, I started crying. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so I knew somebody would cry and I figured it would probably be me. Um, thank you. Um, I'll be cried a couple times. Don't worry. <laughs> I make people cry. Sometimes I do make people cry when I talk about freedom because I'm so passionate about it. But um, it's when you speak to enough survivors um, that come from authoritarian regimes, when you speak to women, uh, 
when you speak to political dissidents that come from authoritarian regimes, you can't help but to want to fight for your freedom. Um, hopefully you Bitcoiners can smooth off some of my rough edges and I can rest easy in knowing that there are some solutions available. And I appreciate that. You know, um, I'm friends with Rose McGowan. Um, I interviewed her on Twitter Spaces and um, she's faced some of the same uh, harassment as she, she has. She's had it much worse, which is insane. Um, and when you speak out repeatedly against those, uh, in power, uh, you gotta be willing to take some of the heat. And the way that I've sort of processed that is that's what advocates did for me. They came and got me. They cared enough about my freedom to build an organization so that when I needed help, I could reach out for help. That's part Gosh, I'm going to cry. That's partly why I'm here on Noster is because I want to be over here to set up at least so that survivors have somewhere that they can go. And so that if survivors' voices are silenced on X, that they know that there's somewhere to go. So if I don't start speaking about it now, um, yeah, just want to set up for the next generation. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, powerful words, Eliza. Is that the first time anybody's it's, ever cried on Flip Chain Radio? <laughs> I've cried a few times, as QW Good. said, but mostly it's someone making jokes and, and frog memes. Because Yo, I'm can we talk way. trash for a little bit now? I'm, I don't want to be so intense all night. Let's talk trash, too. Yeah, we'll talk, I we'll do talk, have yeah. one question, Avi. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, go uh, ahead. To be fully indoctrinated into the, the Bitcoin cult, uh, <laughs> you do need laser eyes. Is that something that's in the... Uh, maybe uh kind of like the final baptism uh to join it's it it's in the book of satoshi it has to happen darling i was born with laser eyes on may 21st <laughs> 1981 i came out the womb with the laser eyes okay <laughs> clearly that's why they so mad look at all my biggest fans in the in the audience here they can't help <laughs> that, but throw the emoji <laughs> No, that it, it's it's our first show with uh, endless emojis, so it's it's great. Uh, you know, because they, it, because we welcome they, them all. They're obsessed with the girl. They're obsessed with the girl. I can't help it. I can't help it. They're obsessed with me. You know, I think that uh, you know that there's a small piece of folks out there that uh, feel a type of way that they didn't speak to Elon. I got news for literally everyone in the room. All you need to do at this point to speak to Elon is uh, just become a rage bait, clickbait, right wing profile. And you can speak to Elon on the main very easily. It's not that it's not that hard. So you, if you quit focusing on me and went and focused on something else outside of yourself, um, all jokes aside, I think the most beneficial thing to do to the haters in the room would be to focus on improving yourself. Let me tell you what I've done over the last year. I've focused on my health. I've lost 45 pounds. I've stayed sober for the last year. I won a national award. That's because I wasn't focusing on what other people were and weren't doing. I was focusing on increasing freedom and human liberty for uh, my community. I was focusing on serving the most vulnerable and I worked on myself as well because I knew I'd be more effective if I did. That's what I did. So you could you could be really effective if you stop thinking about me. Truly. That's what it's about. That's honestly what it's about. Uh, you know, my yeah. body. It, soul. It I is. know Carla. Look at Carla's pretty ass in here, and Mars too. I know Carla <laughs> pretty ass got haters. I know Mars out here looking nice. Got that hate. <laughs> girl. Come on, I know what time it was. I saw Carla pop up. Didn't know anything about her. Didn't know she was popping and famous out here. I didn't know Carla was popping and famous, and I saw her 
pretty little profile picture pop up and I said, okay, she cute. Went and sent her all the zaps. I said, I'm going to zap her because the hair looks shiny, hair look healthy. Didn't know she was pregnant. Now that I know she's pregnant, I'm extra hype. Biggest fan. Now she knows I'm her biggest fan. So that's okay. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I got to explain something, but Walker and I have an agreement. Okay. 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 I got to get in line is basically what you're about to tell me. I got to get in line. Exactly. Right. Dude, by the way, Marce, before you say that, this is not the crypto couple or as or the Bitcoin couple as they call themselves podcast. This is the blockchain radio. But go <laughs> ahead. You could talk about Walker and Carla a little bit. Well, I love them. They know I love them. <laughs> aren't they a vibe? I aren't they a vibe? I don't I still don't even know what their deal is. I still don't even I know that they're um that they make videos and who was it that told me that they make funny videos and i was like oh that's lit that's awesome i was like yeah so yeah earlier about culture avi i think that that's a really interesting point to touch on um and uh and i want to let you know that i obviously i probably doesn't come as a surprise to anyone i hang out with anarchists and libertarians and uh liberty-minded individuals and one thing that the libertarians have noticed um i'm i'm in cap by the way for anyone who is thinking about that, obviously, uh, pretty anti against the state, um, that, uh, that the libertarians who have increased the message of liberty have been comedians uh, and other folks who do other things outside of our professional online libertarians. I think that that's like, look at Dave Smith, for instance. Now, obviously, like, you know, Ron Paul was a politician, but um, I think Dave Smith is a really good example of someone who, uh, I mean, he's been on Rogan so many times. What an what an awesome opportunity to increase the message of liberty. Um, someone like Bosh Ture, I know he's a bit of a contentious figure, but he works on, um, you know, Second Amendment type stuff. Um, Second Amendment and really getting uh, different communities uh, I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss say what he does, but uh, so I think that I think that uh, what we what folks have noticed in the libertarian space is that those who don't just like beat the drum about libertarianism and it just sort of flows through them. I would probably say that more people have heard about anarchism and uh, libertarianism in the anti-human trafficking space because I'm not like a professional anarchist or a professional libertarian. I, I'm a survivor advocate. So it flows through when I speak about trafficking. Does that make sense? Or am I talking? <laughs> am I talking? No, no. Dimension? It am totally does. Dimension again. Can I talk? talk can I talk? No, about no. And can I can I go back to talking about Carla? <laughs> uh, so Eliza, here's what we'll do. Right. Yeah. Uh, much to the dismay of our um, podcast audience. We will end the podcast now, Good. Uh, but we will continue uh, uh, an unrecorded version where people can, well, friends of the show, certainly, uh, upon your request, Eliza, we'll, uh, we'll filter that and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll continue talking trash for a bit. Okay. So, Eliza. And, and I will say you. that uh, uh, for those that are listening to the podcast versus being here live, uh, this is where the fun happens once the mics get, uh, once the recording ends. <laughs> yeah, you got to join the live show. That's how it goes. <laughs> but Eliza, really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, we spent well over an hour with us. 
Um, and actually, an hour and a half, you patiently waited through QW and, and myself talking complete nonsense. No, you're um, good. Talking about. <laughs> I, really appreciate, but, I really appreciate you folks having me on. And uh, I'm still learning over here, folks. So, like, please don't write yeah. anything that I said down in stone. Um, but I look forward to watching you build. Thank you again to the builders. Thank you to those who are supporting the builders. Um, and thank you to Sean Lennon for putting me on to Noster. And uh, thank you to the beach wizard, Jack Dorsey, for um, becoming the man I always knew you could be. And that's it. Thank you, everybody. And thanks, Mars, for making me cry. Marseille, is it Marseille or Mars? Marseille. None. <laughs> well, it's Mars. Mars. Uh, if, if I write it M A R S, which is fine, everyone can call me Mars. It's actually Marse, but okay, Marse. 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 Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for making me cry. I probably needed to chill out and tap into my feminine energy, and I appreciate that. Yeah, but Avi can call me Marse because I love his accent, so he can do that. <laughs> Avi can oh, literally God. Talk whatever because he says it's so calm. It's like, okay. Is this is all being recorded. This is terrible. Okay, <laughs> KW. Let's, okay. let's just thank you, everyone. <laughs> thank you.